Father, I pray that you would speak to us by the power of your word and spirit. You can take this down. Uh, give us understanding. Give us wisdom. We give you glory today in Jesus' name. Amen. A quick scripture I'm going to give you this morning. Now, today's sermon is not going to be um, exactly what you would call my traditional message. I'm going to talk to you today. I got something in your heart. I'm kind of preached out right now, okay? I've preached seven messages in the last 10 days. And so uh, I'm tired of preaching right now. So I'm just going to talk to y'all. Is that I? I'll probably do a little preaching, don't worry. Matthew chapter 4, verses 18 through 20. Matthew chapter 4, verses 18 through 20. This is what it says. And Jesus, walking by the Sea of Galilee, saw two brothers, Simon called Peter and Andrew his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. Then he said to them, follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. They immediately left their nets and followed him. I'm going to talk to you this morning about following Jesus. A lot of verses in scripture about following Jesus. You got Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want, which we like to stop at. But then it explains how the psalmist knows that the Lord is his shepherd. And the next thing he says is, he leads me. How do you know that the Lord is your shepherd? If he leads you. And how do you know that he's leading you? If you follow him. A lot of people quote that verse, the Lord is my shepherd, but you don't follow him nowhere. You ain't doing nothing but lying. Whatever you follow, that's your shepherd. If you follow the culture, that's your shepherd. If you follow your political party, that's your shepherd. If you follow an agenda, that's your shepherd. But the psalmist said, I'm following him. That's how I know. He's my shepherd. Matter of fact, in Psalm chapter 63, verse 8, the psalmist said, my soul follows hard after thee. Now, I used to interpret that wrong. When he said, my soul follows hard after you, I thought he was talking about intensity. My soul is following hard after you. But the word hard, you ever make a hard right? It's not an intense right. It just means it's a close right. It means it's abrupt. It's not kitty corner. You're making a hard right. It's not intense. Hard literally means close behind. He's literally saying, my soul follows close behind you. I don't get too far away. I don't let the grass grow under my feet when I'm following you. I don't let the distance grow between us. If if a few feet comes between us, I close that distance as quickly as I can because my soul is following close behind you. You know, there's a lot of believers in the body of Christ who are following Jesus, but from a distance. Following Jesus, but following so far behind him that you can't hear a word he says, that you don't understand the movements, the turning. But the psalmist said, I follow close. That's my heart. I'm going to show you something. I'm going to break this down. Is that all right? You can put this back up now. I got to take you for a moment into the world of cryptogenic. (laughs) 
There it is. There it is. We're going to do a little technical analysis today. This is a Bitcoin chart. And this is a weekly chart. You see the W right here? That means weekly. One week. And what that means is that each of these candles represents one week of Bitcoin's price movements. Now you see some candles are red and some candles are green. The red candles are called bearish candles. The green candles are called bullish candles. The red candle means that the, the price started at the top of the body and ended at the bottom of the body. The green candle means that the price started at the bottom of the body and ended at the top of the body. Now this candle here, this, this furthest candle on the right, is the current candle, and there's four, hour, four days, 16 hours, and 11 minutes left on this candle. No. Sorry. Four hours and 16 minutes left on this candle. So this candle's going to end tonight at 5 p.m. A new weekly candle's going to start, and it's going to take seven days for that candle to finish. So if you look down here at the bottom, you can see the time frame. Maybe you can't see the time frame. There it is. Can you see that? Yes, see? You can see that because these are one-week candles, see 2023 is here, you can see back as far as the beginning of 2022, and you can see what Bitcoin has done. Now, why is this important? Because when you look at the history of the movements on the weekly chart, you can discern what's called trends, and you can do some trend analysis. And basically, you can draw some trend lines and say, basically, this line has been support. So every time it's broken down, it's come down to this line. And then from here, this line has been resistance. We've broken down to this line. Now, this is called a descending narrowing wedge. Descending narrowing wedges are a downtrend. It means the price is going lower. But what a descending narrowing wedge is, is a wind-up for a breakout. When you're watching a descending narrowing wedge, you know the price is going lower, but when you see it narrowing, it means it's getting ready to break out. So the first thing you learn in trend analysis when you're doing technical analysis is that when it's going down, it's getting ready to go up, which means that the further down it goes, the more exciting it gets because the lower it goes, the richer you're going to be when it breaks out. Come on, somebody. If believers only thought like technical analysts, like what if you were walking through a difficult time in life and you said, this is just a descending, narrowing wedge I got to walk through. Come on, somebody. <laughs> I hope it goes all the way to the bottom because that means I get to buy it real cheap. Because I know it's breaking out again. I know he's not going to abandon my soul to the grave. I know he's not going to leave me in this predicament. But when I break out of this thing, wait till you see my next mountaintop. Wait till you see my next all-time high. Come on, somebody. Now, it gets deeper. We just went from the weekly chart to the daily chart. Each of these candles is now one day. You know, most believers live on the weekly chart with God. They check in with him about once a week. Just looking at broad trends of your life. Believers talk about, yeah, the 90s for me was, uh, 
<laughs> you know, this is what was happening in my life in the 90s, and this is what was happening in my life in the 10,000s, uh, in the 2000s, and, and here's what was happening in my life in the the 2010s, and now this is what's happening in this season of my life. And we like to talk in broad strokes, but there's very few believers who actually look at God's daily chart to see what God is doing daily, to see that he's actually moving daily. Do you realize that when you look at this weekly chart, each of these seven-day candles has seven one-day candles on them, which means it takes seven of these candles to make one of these candles. So you look at this current candle here that's just finishing up, four hours and 12 minutes and 25 seconds left, but you go here to the daily chart, and if you look at the last seven candles, it looks completely different. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, and you can see what's happened in the last week as a downtrend that bounced. Look at this. This is called support. We bounced there and found support. And support, when you hit support, it means that a downtrend has come to an end and a new uptrend is now beginning. You see, the problem is when you look at the weekly candle, you can't see that you've hit support. The last candle is red. It looks like things are still going down. But when you look at the daily chart, you can see we've hit support and things have already bounced and started. Listen, when you're only checking in with God once a week, you have no idea when you've hit support and your life is about to bounce and the blessings of the Lord are about to start a new uptrend. And so what tends to happen is if you're living on a high time frame with God where you're only looking at the weekly chart, you're completely unaware of what he's doing in your life on a daily basis. And so you rejoice way too late. You think you're still going down, but you've already hit support. Come on, somebody. There's some folks in this room right now who you think you're still in a downtrend, but you've already hit support. Ooh, look at that. Even while we're talking, this, this started to grow a little bit, didn't it? But wait a minute. It gets deeper because every one of these daily charts... These daily candles has six four-hour candles. Look what happened with this one four-hour candle while we were talking. I got to refresh this page so you can see the price. Look at that. Look at this breakout. Man, look at that. Now watch this. There's a, there is a, a, a micro trend that's happening. Wow, look at that. We broke above this line of resistance. We were making all of these lower highs. It hits support, and then bam, it's now broken out bullish out of this descending narrowing wedge. So we, we zoomed into the four-hour chart from the weekly chart, and now we can literally see that a new uptrend has just begun. We've just broken above a line of resistance that kept us in a downtrend. We're no longer having lower highs, and it took a four-hour chart... And it takes six of these four-hour candles to make one daily candle. Do you realize that checking in with God once a day, that's like supposed to be like basic like kindergarten Christianity? You know, where they teach you to pray at bedtime. Now I lay me down to sleep. I pray the Lord my soul to keep. If I should die before I wake. You're six years old. Why are you talking about dying before you wake? Who, told, who created that prayer? For, that's supposed to be a children's prayer. Lord, if that, one of my friends, she put on our Facebook, if I don't make it to next year, I thank God for this year. And I, I wrote her, I'm like, are you, are you sick? She's like, oh, no, I'm, just, I'm not sick. I'm just, you know, you could die any time. 
What if you lived on God's four-hour chart where you checked in with him six hours, six times a day? Like what if every four hours you became conscious of what God was doing? Like what if morning, noon, and night you sought his face, you checked in with him, you went to his word, you meditated on his word. You're not even waiting for tomorrow's daily candle, but now all of a sudden, even within a day, you can see movements of the spirit that God took me up and then he took me down and then he he moved me sideways. First we trended upwards and then we ranged a little bit, then there was a breakdown, but wherever the spirit goes, wherever Jesus goes, wherever the father goes, I'm following him throughout the day. But it gets even deeper because this is the one hour chart. Now, on the one hour chart, what we can see is we're getting ready to hit some resistance. This is called an area of resistance. This is a line of resistance. So we've had a little breakout, but that breakout is not confirmed until we break above that resistance. And so you become aware not only of micro levels of support, but of micro levels of resistance. And so often you get frustrated because you hit a line of resistance that you didn't even see coming because you only check in with God once a week at the weekly service and you depend on the church to do it for you. You know, the church gives you the words and the worship song and then the pastor gives you the message and that's your check in with God. But when you start to walk with him on the hourly chart you become aware of lines of resistance. You see areas of of resistance coming in your life. You see it long before it gets there. You say, I'm in an uptrend now, but I know that the enemy's gonna be waiting for me at about 8.30 tonight. But now that I know that the enemy's gonna be waiting for me, I'm ready for him. I got something for him. I know how to handle that devil. (laughs) And by the way, even if I get rejected at that line of resistance, it doesn't matter because I know where my support is that I've got another line of support. Look at this. If I break down there, I'm going to hit support right at this line right here. Come on, somebody. And sometimes I got to bounce off that support and bounce off that resistance and bounce off that support. As long as I don't break down, I'm okay. Come on, somebody. But it gets even deeper. This is the 15-minute chart. This is the 15-minute chart. Day traders, they're not just looking at a weekly chart. They're not just looking at a daily chart. They're not just looking at an hourly chart. But they go deep into higher and higher time frames because sometimes within a higher time frame, you can see a trend that you cannot see on a higher time frame, on a lower time frame, I'm sorry, when you go into a lower time frame, you cannot see a trend that you can see on a higher time frame chart. And look at what we've got. Look at this uptrend here on the 15 minute chart that we could not see on the hourly chart. And it gets even better than that. Look at this. This is a symmetric triangle and we've broken bullish out of that symmetric triangle. Can I get a witness? And that means that I can set a measured move and a price target from the break of this triangle. This should take us up to 2.09% and bam. Okay, I went a little bit above, but that's okay. Ain't got time to be perfect right now. Just, Just work with me. There's my target. There's my target. One of the problems is that most believers don't have a spiritual target. You're praying, but you don't know what you're praying for. 
You're reading the Bible, but you don't know what you're reading the Bible for. You're going to church, but you don't know what you're going to church for. You don't have a target. You don't have a goal. And so you don't know how to take profit when victories hit your life. You don't know how to take profit. And you also ain't got no stop losses in place when the devil comes against you to protect you from loss. You've got no target because you're not aware of what God is doing on a day-to-day basis. When you start delving deeper and deeper and deeper into into higher and higher time frames, what tends to happen is you become aware on a minute-to-minute basis. When you have a target, I know what I'm working on right now. I'm working on that anger problem. I'm not just working on that anger problem. I'm working on the way I respond to people, and I'm not just working on the way I respond to people. I'm working on the tone of my voice when I respond to people. I'm asking the Holy Spirit to govern the tone of my voice when I respond to people, but that means I've got to stay aware of the Spirit of God on a moment-to-moment basis so that when that response happened, I become aware. Did I get it or did I miss it? Did I get rejected at a line of resistance? If so, let me go back to my support and get back on my knees and pray. God, help me the next time I get triggered to break above that line of resistance and move on up. But it gets even deeper. This is a one-minute time frame. Now look what happens when you go from the 15-minute chart to the one-minute chart. No gaps, and suddenly there's gaps. Do you see the gaps? There's gaps between one candle and the next candle. There's gaps between this candle and that candle. There's gaps when you get down to the one-minute time frame. Why are there gaps? Because you find, you, when, listen, when you make a decision to follow Jesus every minute of every day, to stay conscious of the Holy Spirit every minute of every day, you become acutely aware of the gaps in your spiritual life. Acutely aware of the fact, wow, I I intended to stay connected to God every minute, but I got disconnected for like the last eight minutes. You begin to realize the gaps And you realize how when you only check in with him once a week, you don't even know that there's huge gaps in your spiritual life. When you only check in with him once a week, you can walk in the flesh for days and think you're okay. You can get so connected that you find yourself believing some doctrine of demons and you don't even know that you're believing it. You get so disconnected that you find yourself walking in deception and you don't even know you're deceived. It's simply because you, there's, so, there's so much distance between you and Jesus that you don't even know that the enemy has led you astray and taken you on demonic vacations for about six days. No, and he'll, he'll let you out. Do you know even certain prisoners get to go home like for certain events? The enemy will keep you in prison, but let you out to go to church as long as you agree to come back. And most believers agree, I'll be back. Services from 11 to 1230, I'll be back at 1245. And some believers, shoot, I'll go back before the service ends. I go right back to the flesh and go right into the cell and close the door on myself and think I'm walking with Jesus. But actually, I actually have not made a decision. You know that song we sing? I have decided to follow Jesus. Most of us haven't. We might have decided to go to church. 
We might have decided to believe that he died for our sins. We might have decided, you know, to stay away from the real big sins, most of them. We're kind of iffy about some of them. Like, I think these are okay. There's a big thing about smoking weed. Well, it's legal now, so is it not a sin? There's a lot of sins that are legal. Adultery is legal. But anyway, hatred is legal. Legality has nothing to do with morality. Deciding to follow Jesus means deciding to stay connected to him 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year for the rest of your life without sabbatical and without vacation. And if that sounds overwhelming to you, you don't understand the nature of following Jesus. If that seems hard, you're still deceived. You know what's hard? Living in the flesh is hard. Jesus said, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Following Jesus is actually easier than living in the flesh. And when we get disconnected from the true vine, that's when life gets hard. The enemy would lie to you and say, no, walking in the spirit is hard. No, walking in the flesh is hard. But it gets even deeper. This is the one second chart. The one second chart, the changes happen so often that it's almost imperceptible. Look at this. This chart only goes back to 9, 10 a.m. this morning. But look at how much movement has happened on this chart since 9, 10 a.m. this morning. Look at this. Do you realize that if you do stay connected to the Spirit of God on a moment-to-moment basis, you will see patterns and trends in the movements of God's Spirit that you would never see on the weekly chart? When you look at the one-second chart, do you know what you realize? The price of Bitcoin is always moving. It's never stagnant. Every single second it is fluctuating. It is going up, it is going down, it is going sideways. It is going up, it is going down, it is going sideways. It is always, always, always moving. The Spirit of God is always, always, always moving. And if you can go a week and not discern the moving of the Spirit of God in your life, it means you're completely disconnected from him. That's enough of this. If you can go a day and not discern the moving of the Spirit of God in your life, it means you are completely disconnected from him. Or maybe not completely. You're not completely disconnected from him. But there's the gaps are too big. Sorry, I tend to speak in absolutes, and sometimes it's not an absolute. It's a continuum. The moment-to-moment revelations. We used to sing this song when I was growing up in church. 
I come to the garden alone while the dew is still on the roses and the joy we share as we tarry there. None other has ever known. And he walks with me and he talks with me and he tells me I am his own and the joy we share as we tarry there. None other has ever known. Another song, sweet hour of prayer, sweet hour of prayer that calls me from a world of care and bids me at my Savior's throne. Make all your cares and wishes known. In seasons of distress and grief, my soul has often found relief and oft escaped the tempter's snare by thy return. <laughs> Sweet hour of prayer. Walking with Jesus every moment. Every moment gets sweeter than the moment before. Not just every day gets sweeter than the day before. Every moment gets sweeter than the moment before. Walking with Jesus. But there's an invitation of the Spirit of God. An invitation of the Spirit of God to come to a, 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 a lower time frame. Your time frame is too high. You're living, maybe some of you here are living on the weekly chart. You need to get on the daily chart. Start there. Yeah. Others of you are living on the daily chart. You need to get on the four hour chart. Yeah. Others of you are living on the four hour chart. You need to get on the one hour chart. Yeah. And others of you, God is calling to the one second chart Amen. to make a decision to go deeper with God yeah. because he is always, always, mm. always present with you. One of the things that I do, my wife and I came home from Hong Kong on Tuesday night. And um, I left Wednesday morning to go to, to Anaheim for a conference. And I got home Friday night at midnight. And my daughter was asleep. But I had to go stand at her door and just open the door and just peek in and see her. I do that often. And she doesn't even know that I'm with her. Yeah. You know, the problem is the Lord often opens the door and looks in on you and looks in on me. But he finds us sleeping in the middle of the day. Yeah. Sleeping when we should be awake. There are times when we're all asleep and he watches over us. The scripture says he watching over Israel slumbers not nor sleeps. He doesn't sleep. He stands guard. One of the experiences I had when I was a little boy. My mother tells me I was about seven years old. And I was very sick. And one particular night, I'm laying in my bed. And I saw the angel of the Lord appear above me. Brilliant, a small angel, almost miniature. And then two more appeared and began to march circles around me. And I fell asleep in perfect peace. And she said, I woke up the next morning and I was completely well. But when I fell asleep, I fell asleep knowing that the angel of the Lord was marching around me. Yeah. The peace of knowing 
that even when I fall asleep, I'm in the presence of the Lord. Revelation is not the moment that God becomes present to you. It's the moment God reveals the fact that he is always present to you. And how painful would it be to be continually present with a child that only gives you the time of day once a week? Now we go back to the Sea of Galilee in Matthew 4. Jesus says to Simon and Andrew, come and follow me. He was inviting them to the one second chart, not the weekly chart. He was not inviting them to come check in with him once a week, to come hear a message about him once a week, to come sing some songs to him once a week. Come and follow me. This is the invitation of Jesus to every disciple. Come and follow me. But then here's what he says. And I will make you fishers of men. You know, I talk to a lot of believers who would love to see people come to Jesus. Who would love to lead people to Jesus. But feel unqualified, untrained. Do you realize that only Jesus can make you a fisher of men? That there is no training program, no seminary course, no Bible college degree that could ever qualify you to lead people to Jesus. The fact of the matter is that you can never lead anyone to a Jesus that you are not personally following. Do you want training to lead people to Jesus? Jesus says, I got your training. Come and follow me. Come and follow me. You see, remember I told you that the month of February is your training for the month of March. That my goal in the month of February is to prepare you for the month of March. Because we're getting ready to see a harvest come. We're getting ready to see souls come to Jesus and you are going to lead them. You are going to bring them. The Lord is going to use you. That is the invitation of Jesus. But what's the methodology? Come and follow me. Jesus has a way of leading you to people who need him. He has a way of leading you to people who are ready. He has a way of guiding your steps and leading you. And you don't realize it, but if you're following him and walking in the spirit, you're going to drop seeds of the kingdom everywhere you go. And maybe you don't see a whole bunch of people pray the sinner's prayer, but you're going to have an impact on people's lives. You're going to touch people's lives wherever you go, and they'll look back and say, that was a turning point in my life. But you can't manufacture that. The only way is to make a decision. I have decided to follow Jesus. The only difference is I've decided to follow him on a lower time frame. Yeah, Yeah, I've been following him. I've been following him since 1986 when I said the sinner's prayer, or 2006, or whatever year it was for you. But on what time frame? 
on what time. It's not a religious thing where you've got to pray so long every day. Yeah. It's a relational thing. It's about remaining conscious, remaining aware of the abiding presence. And this is what Jesus said. Go back and read John 15. He said, if you abide in me, you live in me, you dwell in me, and my words abide in you, you'll ask whatever you want, and it'll be done by my Father. For by this my Father is glorified, that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. All I'm asking us for today, and all I believe the Spirit of the Lord is asking us for today, is a decision. I'm really going to follow him. I'm really going to follow him. I'm leaving the one-week chart. I'm going to the one-day chart. I'm leaving the one-day chart. I'm going to the one-hour chart, the one-minute chart, the one-second chart. And you know what? You make a decision today, expect that you're going to stumble in that decision. Don't, it's, not, it's not a standard of perfection that you're supposed to live up to. You know what happens when you get tripped up and you realize that you've gone two days without connecting? Just reconnect. No shame. You stumble, get up. A righteous man falls seven times, you know what he does? He gets up again. You just keep moving. I remember when my daughter first took her first steps. It was that Mihi, her auntie's house in Morro Bay. And I remember I went to play golf the next morning and I couldn't think about anything but my daughter now walking. And I left after the third hole and went back home. (laughs) Come here, baby. (laughs) Yay. I'll come here again, baby. That's what the Lord is like. And some of us here today are just taking our first steps toward him, learning to walk with him. Learning to really walk with him. He rejoices in every step that you take. He's smiling. Just come to me. Father, I pray today in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I pray that decisions would be made. I pray that decisions would be made. Scripture says that there's multitudes gathered in the valley of decision. Multitudes are gathered in the valley of decision. But Father, this is the day of decision. The day in which we make a decision about who we're going to follow. I've decided to follow Jesus. I pray, Father, that that decision would be made in every heart, every soul. I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, Father, that you would silence every lie of the enemy, that you'd break through the resistance of the flesh. I thank you that beneath the resistance of the flesh is the support of the Spirit. And so often we hit that line of resistance and we feel like we can't go any higher. And we come back down and we bounce at that level of support where the Holy Spirit is. And I just feel for some of you, You've hit that line of resistance again and again and again and again and again. That line of resistance is that area in your life that you just can't seem to break through. You just can't seem to break past. 
and you feel like God's disappointed with you because you keep getting rejected at that same line of resistance again and again and again and again. If I could open up the Bitcoin chart, I'd show you that Bitcoin does that all the time. Matter of fact, every asset does that all the time. It hits, matter of fact, right now, Bitcoin keeps bouncing off 25,000 and getting rejected and going back down to 20,000. But there's support there. Then it goes back up and hits 25,000 again and gets rejected and goes down to 20,000. But there's support there. There's support there. And what the Spirit of the Lord wants you to know is that underneath the place of your resistance is a place of support. It's the support of the Holy Spirit. Don't be discouraged. The Holy Spirit would cause you to bounce again and bounce again. But you know what? You just keep bouncing and you're going to break right through that line of resistance. You just make a decision that I'm not giving up. We sang that song earlier. Come on back, worship team. I will make room for you to do whatever, to do whatever you want to do. Making room for God to do what he wants to do requires time. It requires time. It requires time. Room for God is time. He needs space and time. If you don't spend any time with God, he has no room to do whatever he wants to. But if you give him time, not just weekly time, but daily time, not just daily time, but hourly time, not just hourly time, but minute by minute, second by second, he's always moving. He's always moving. Worship team, lead us.